Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I am super excited to be joined by Brewers prospect Aiden Maldonado. Aiden, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, uh, yeah, Parker reached out to me, said he uh, trained with you as well as uh, a guest I had on not too long ago in, um, in Nate Peterson. Did you, did you train with Nate? Yeah, I trained with Nate a little bit in the offseason. Um, so I know Parker from Starters yeah. Sports Training. Uh, it's just a facility in Burnsville, Minnesota that I train in the offseason. And uh, Nate came by a couple of times and actually he's my roommate right now. So oh, okay. it's sort of a coincidence that uh, we're running this. So Yeah, so let's let's talk about Nate a little bit then since you know he's your roommate and all that. Do you have any funny Nate stories that I can talk to him about later? Um How how is he as a roommate? Stories. Is he clean? Is he messy? Like, like give me some dirt. I don't know if I can share any dirt, but I would say Nate lets me do what I want. Okay, that's good. Just from uh, going to sleep yeah. kind of thing, and I'm pretty uh, uptight with my routines, so um, just having someone that allows me just to go about my business is sort of essential for me, and Nate allows me to do all that um, on top of being a good friend. So. Yeah. Okay, and did you know him from like rookie ball last year and stuff? Yeah, so I actually knew Nate going back to – probably when I was 15 years old. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe 16. I sort of just knew the name in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he played for a rival high school team. Um, I went to Rosemont. He went to Lakeville North. And uh, coincidentally enough, we both get drafted by the same team in 2022. Yeah. So. And uh, so who had, a, who had the better high school team? Was it you or him? Um, overall team, definitely him. Um, Lakeville North was always stacked with very good division one talent when I was in high school. Um, so yeah, I think we ended up losing that year, but, uh, yeah, we talk about it sometimes, but that's so cool. And so how, how has camp been for you? I'll see this is your first spring training. Like how has that whole experience been for you? Yeah, the experience has been awesome. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I could go through. I think one of the most eye-opening things for me was right when I got to camp, first day of practice, I'm doing my stretching routine, doing my bands, doing my plyos, and there's people literally videoing me because they're allowed to walk throughout the yeah. complex. And I think on that given day, there was a major league spring training game. So um, everyone came a couple hours early, and they just walk around our complex and watch us practice. So I thought that was pretty cool. Other than that, camp's been great. Um, I really love professional baseball and I feel like it promotes an environment where um, I'm able to thrive in. And so just coming from Minnesota to Arizona, huge um, difference, huge difference, not only weather wise, but just mentally for me allows me to lock in and um, just focus on what I'm trying to do this year. So, yeah, and, and and fans are crazy. Like I was just in Florida for spring training for a couple of days. Um, check checked out a couple of buddies who I who are with the Rays and the Marlins. So I'm at Rays uh, minor league camp and stuff. They're practicing, and the, all the autograph guys are there with just books and like books of like yeah. everyone's autograph, like multiple. And I'm like, oh my goodness! Like I they were there all day. And I'm like, y'all y'all are crazy for just staying out here, just waiting for hope someone to autograph you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> seeing all the people walking around asking for autographs and stuff, like I would have loved to be a first rounder, but you could not walk out of the complex without being asked by multiple people yeah. to sign something or talk to them. So, um, yeah, I like keeping a low profile. Let's me get my business done and get yeah. out of there. So, 
Yeah, and uh, it's did, did anybody ask you like, hey, what's your name or who are you? Because like these people behind me and they're talking. And it's the first time I've ever experienced this, and they're like, all right, you haven't tried hard unless you've gotten a I'm not that person for response from a from a player, <laughs> which I'm like, why are you guys asking these people? You don't even know who they are, but it's 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 wild. Yeah, going off that, like I think the first day I was there, I had a couple little kids come up to me and ask me to sign a baseball, and. A- course because i'm a smart ass i was just like if you can tell me my name i'll sign it and i just stood there for a good like 15 not 15, like five yeah, yeah, seconds yeah. And i was like ah i was like ah i'm kidding and yeah. i signed the ball but uh yeah no not really i mean people are super friendly out here um i haven't had a bad experience like that but yeah there's definitely a lot of eager baseball fans to meet young prospects so yeah. i threw in a live scrimmage game on Saturday, and there was a big league game, but oh, cool. we our scrimmage was an hour, two hours before it, and I think there was over a hundred people behind the wow. backstop when I was throwing. So it's just it, it promotes a pretty cool environment, especially this early in the season. I mean, there was games at Minnesota last year um, where I didn't even have that many people there, so it's sort of cool. I was going to say because even in like rookie ball, you probably didn't get that many people coming and watch you guys pitch, or even in Minnesota. So how is that just going from that environment to now, like, there's just people who want your autograph, they want to take pictures, and you don't even know, they don't know who you are, you don't know who they are, but they just know you're a pro player, and they want to just, you know, get your information and autograph and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it definitely definitely brings a lot of enjoyment to the game, I think. Um, it sounds weird for me to say, but I don't watch a lot of baseball. Okay. And just to see so many people walking around that are super passionate about the sport and invest a lot of time and money into it. Um, definitely makes me appreciate the game I play um, a lot more than I would say, let's say, a year ago. Yeah. So um, it just makes me take a th- step back and just realize, like, I'm doing this for a job. And yeah. um, there's a lot of people that look up to you. And I represent the Brewers organization. So that means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Why don't you watch baseball? <laughs> um, I just feel like I'm very consumed sure. from, like... I'm a little psychotic and I think it makes me good at what I do. But okay. like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I'm thinking about how am I going to go about today mm-hmm. to either get better or prepare my body for my next outing or my bullpen or like, so I feel like mentally I'm very consumed by it. Yeah. I mean, um, and I feel like that takes away my wanting to go consume baseball outside of like my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I went to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, we ended up losing. Yeah. yeah, it was unreal. My buddy had a voucher for tickets, and he said he'd pay for me. So I was like, why not? This yeah. would be an unreal experience. Um, but, I, yeah, no, I, I went to the WBC, and it was awesome. But, yeah, other, other than that, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to – I mean, if I have a favorite pitcher that I mm-hmm. like watching that I think has a similar style or attitude on the mound, then I'll take my time or I'll go through – a YouTube compilation of their highlights or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but just watching a regular baseball game, I feel like I'm a little too consumed in my daily life yeah. to be doing that. I you guess. don't have like the mental bandwidth to just consume even more baseball than you're already like consuming on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you can put it in comparison. You go to a nine to five job, right? You mm-hmm. want to put that away right when you clock out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's just sort of the same reality we live. Um, we just, find different ways to spend our time i guess yeah you talked about like favorite pitchers or pitchers that you kind of model your game after is there anyone in particular that you um watched even from like high school or even now that you kind of model your your pitching after yeah in high school 
Um, I really like Joe Kelly. Um, now nice. I didn't really throw like him, yeah. but I grew up in high school really thinking that I wanted to be a big league closer. And just the way he went about his attitude on the mound, oh. I would consider myself a little similar, um, just like an aggressive minded pitcher that thinks he's going to get everyone out. I think that's the way you have to pitch. Um, with a hundred percent confidence. I would yeah. say now, um, when I walk into the complex, I see Brandon Woodruff, I see Corbin Burns, I see Devin Williams. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite pitcher right now would probably be Brandon Woodruff. Okay. Um, we have similar, similar pitches, similar mechanical structure, I guess you can say. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely nice to go into the complex and the people you look up to are working out right next to you. Um, I'm a big fan of Devin Williams. Yep. Um, I've listened to several times you've spoken about his changeup. And one of the things this offseason I want to work on was trying to get more depth to my changeup. Mm. And I just listened to him talk about the way he goes about the pitch. And it really helped me master, not master, because we're never going to master anything, yeah. but really hone down uh, what I was trying to do with manipulating the baseball in yeah. order to throw a changeup sort of similar to him. So um, <clears throat> the people that I would watch are those kinds of people so yeah that's awesome i was i was reading something not too long ago maybe a couple days ago and someone had wrote that you were one of like the brewer prospects who were who was standing out in camp and stuff um and talks about how you're a deceptive pitcher you have some of the best pure stuff in the system um and you're throwing hard like how hard are you throwing interesting if you can send me that (laughs) i did not know that if you can yeah i I gotta yeah i'll find it i'll find it um how hard am i throwing uh, it's so weird to sit here and talk about velocity. Uh, I mean, my last down, I was five to seven, um, in the off season, I was up to 98 multiple times. Um, but yeah, you got to give me that article. I'm serious about that. I got to read that. Yeah. It, well, it, this, this article is interesting because it mentioned about how you may be a reliever versus a starter. So I was going to ask you, like, where do you see yourself? You see yourself, you mentioned Brandon Woodruff, but you also mentioned like, um, uh, the the Brewers' new closer um, and Devin Williams. Like, do you see yourself as a starter long term or reliever? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question. By the way, I've done both in my collegiate career. Um, I started and closed at Illinois, and then last year for Minnesota, I started the whole season. Um, sort of got really comfortable in that role. I think starting's a it's sort of an art, I mm-hmm. guess. And so there's different ways that you approach the game rather than. If I'm a reliever, I can go in and I know I'm facing three batters if I do my job. So my approach is a little different, whether that's velocity or how I'm going about the game. Um, but honestly, my journey in baseball has been it's been unbelievable. I've learned a lot of things, but there's been a lot of adversity. And just being a 14th rounder and playing for this organization, I love this organization. Um, I literally do not care what they want me to do mm-hmm. if they just give me a baseball my one dream for them is to make my debut with the brewers yeah. in the major leagues um so whether that is in a setup role <clears throat> coming out of the pen or if they develop me as a starter i'm game plan for all of that and mm. like i said i've experienced doing both so um i think yeah that's yeah. my answer <laughs> i like starting um, I think it's fun to go out there for multiple innings and control the game for multiple yeah. innings. I think there's there's an art and just there's a rhythm to it, and I think it's very beautiful. But I also find the beauty in coming in and 
absolutely demolishing hitters. So yeah, um, there's a beauty in both. Um, but like I said, whatever they want 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 me to do, I'll do. So. No, I feel that for sure. I, I mean, I've talked to guys who are like, yo, I just want to relieve one inning, let the arm eat, and just like, um, that's it. Like, just boom. Some guys like, I want to control, like, I want to have my, like, stamp on the game. Um, yeah. and, and they have that, like, I know I'm pitching every five games kind of routine. Um, so everyone's yeah. different. But, I mean, like, when you talked about coming out of the bullpen, um, what do you do to get yourself hyped up? Because I've talked to guys who, you know, obviously, like, pre-workout uh smelling sauce i know i know i talked to a guy who like drowns himself he'll get water and he'll just like sniff it and like that just like wakes him up and then like he just runs out yeah. there like so, like what, what do you do to like get yourself jacked up yeah i think all those things you're describing are people trying to create a fight or flight mode right for their yeah, body yeah. to prepare them mentally <laughs> to go in into an intense environment um, I would say, I was just having a conversation with my buddy the other day. I would say every single time I know I'm throwing, the minute I wake up from sleep, I'm in fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. whether that be a start or if I'm going to go into a relief. The adrenaline that I throw with and the adrenaline that I have to pitch with internally, um, I think is a little bit unique in the sense that I don't have to be doing all those kinds of things to like wake up my body like, I don't know. This is where the psychotic part comes into play. But I, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have caffeine. I'll have a coffee or something like that. But knowing that I'm going in to a game, whatever scenario, like my body and mind is always prepared, I guess. So, yeah, that's awesome. You, you mentioned earlier, and I kind of want to touch this about like um, some different like adversities that you faced. Um, what what oh. were you referring to like in the adversities and how did you overcome them? Yeah, there's, there's been a lot, I think, especially my experience at Illinois, there is a lot, um, and we can get into that. But I think um, each each time, whether that is through failure, like my freshman year, I started eight games and none of them went well, um, to transferring to Minnesota my mm-hmm. junior year, um, I think each time kind of question myself has just propelled me to develop mentally and physically, um, not only with who I am as a person, but just the confidence I have on the mound. And I think the journey that I've went through has prepared me for this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a little bit of an adversity. Obviously, I was drafted. Obviously, I was picked up. But my draft experience was adversity in the fullest. I didn't know if I was going to get drafted. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know what teams were interested I just happened to get drafted by the Brewers in the 14th round. Yeah. Um, so, yes, throughout the journey, there's been a lot of things that I've had to go through baseball-wise. Um, and like I said, it has prepared me for this journey I'm going through in mm-hmm. professional baseball. And I don't think I'd be in the position I would be today if I didn't go through that kind of stuff. Um, I had the opportunity to go to several big league teams out of high school and I turned that opportunity down. Mm-hmm. And now as I mature and I sit here, I realize why I turned those opportunities down. Um, so if that answers your question, yeah. that was a little bit of a tangent. No, but. no, no, for sure. And you, and you talk about getting drafted, you got drafted twice, both by the Brewers, yep. which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, and yep. like what other teams in high school were you, were interested in you? Um, Cause like let's uh, let's be honest, like I'm looking at your high school stats, dude. You were, uh, I think, the number two <laughs> recruit in in all of Minnesota, um, out of high school. So like you were like you were ranked pretty high as a as a prospect. Or 
Yeah, I was just I was just telling the story the other day. I think uh, my parents never played sports in college. Mm. I was the first person going through college recruitment. I was the first person to play a sport at this high of a level. And I remember showing up for my senior year, my first baseball game. Um, I'm walking in two hours before the game. And in Rosemount, you have to walk down a hill. And I'm walking down the hill, and I see 30-plus people behind the backstop already. And I was just thinking to myself, all right, well, this is serious. Like, yeah. this is serious. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of teams interested. I had multiple opportunities. Um, but yeah, high school was weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, and yeah. did you, did you kind of pay attention to that? Like the re the, the, um, uh, perfect game and all those kind of rankings and stuff. Yeah. Um, cause obviously I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, Minnesota isn't like a hotbed for baseball talent. Um, yeah. but like, how was that like pressure? Like knowing that like, Hey, these guys are watching me. Um, like the number two recruit in the state. Um, like I'm kind of nastier than all the other kids here in my area. I'm just shoving. I'm like, yeah. teens are going to draft me. Like, what was that whole like mental part of that? Like, yeah. Um, I think I was just a little bit naive. Um, I didn't really realize how big of a stage I was on. I think yeah. just because of my background and stuff, I never had people telling me this is a serious thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, I paid somewhat of attention to rankings. I learned early on that that means absolutely nothing. Yep. And I was still by my parents. And I think eliminating external factors within your mind is a big component to mm. staying level-headed. Um, in addition to just having the utmost confidence in yourself, not allowing things like perfect game or PBR. I know Parker works for PBR and PBR did a lot of good things for my career. Yeah. Um, but um, I just think in the moment, I didn't understand the magnitude of what was happening around me. And I think that just sort of allowed me to thrive. Um, and then once I got to Illinois, like you said, I was number two recruit in Minnesota. Um, I was the highest recruit ever to go to Illinois at that point uh, out of high school. And I just think everything sort of changed for me because, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. So I, I just that. think my inability to understand the moment that I was in um, allowed me to perform in high school in front of everyone. So that kind of helped you not get too cocky or too like, you know, big headed. And then next thing you know, you're failing because you're, so you're just kind of like blocked all that out and that was able to help you thrive. And which is kind of crazy how it all worked out though. Yeah, absolutely. And then I go from having that kind of mindset to turning down a lot of money out of high school and then thinking I'm the guy. Yeah. And that's when everything went downhill. So, yeah. So that, I mean, that kind of shows you, like, if you were, had that mindset in high school, maybe you wouldn't even be where you are now, just based off, like, the first year results of your, of your college experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think just failure helps make you more mature, uh, whether that be in just your regular life or through adversity, through your sport. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could have handled all that kind of stuff coming out of high school. I, who knows? I could be working at Target right now. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I went, if I went out of high school. So it's just sort of crazy to think about that. And the fact that I was drafted by the Brewers out of high school and had an opportunity to go multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was even taking classes at Illinois, getting texts from my advisor, like, do you want to take X amount of money? And it's like, nope, I've made my decision. I'm staying in Illinois. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool things that I didn't realize was as cool. Um, now sitting where I am today, but 
yeah, it's been a crazy journey. How yeah. hard was that though, as like a as an eight, seventeen, eighteen year old to like turn down the money, turn down going pro? Um, like, what went into that decision? Obviously, you said you were maybe like mentally ready to to be on that stage, but like that had to be a tough decision. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely several ways you can yeah. put it. Uh, I don't know if it really was that tough of a decision because. Okay. When I had conversations with my advisor and my family, it was more about money. It okay. about, am I prepared? Like, how's my stuff? Am I going to be able to compete at this level? Like, that never crossed my head. And like I said, I didn't have parents who <clears throat> played a sport and all this. Mm-hmm. My dad wasn't a college baseball player, so I had to yeah. go through all this myself. Um, so I didn't have a third-person perspective like, hey, you should probably go to college and develop. Mm-hmm. Your stuff needs help. Like, you need to work on this and that. Um, it was more like, can we meet this number? If not, okay, I'll go get an education. Yeah. So that was literally as simple as it was. It was hard because, right, you get offered all this money yeah. and there's all these teams that want you. And then you say no. And it's like, oh shit, I'm going to school next week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to I'm going to Illinois to take classes, and that's my reality. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what? When did you commit to Illinois? Because, I mean, I'm sure being like a high recruit in, in your state, like yeah. there's colleges and universities yeah. everywhere recruiting you. Yeah, I think the, the recruitment process was really insane. Um, yeah, I think I committed to Illinois when I was barely 16. It was pretty early. That's crazy. Yeah. What and I, it was right at, that was right at the point where people had just started committing early. Yeah. So I was just at the forefront of what college baseball recruiting is now. So. You you were you were paving the way for all the the 15 and 16 year olds. Now, there's guys yep. getting they're committing out of high, like freshman year, 14 years old, 15 yep. years old committing, uh which is in, insane just to be in that situation. Um what colleges did, or universities or JUCOs did you visit and like what what narrowed it down to Illinois? Yeah, my top 3 was West Virginia, Duke, and Illinois. And basically I wanted to pick the school by the coaches, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And so Smart. I felt the strongest connection with my pitching coach, Illinois. And so that's how I made my decision. Um, <clears throat> he ended up leaving after my freshman year. But, um, yeah, that's basically the only reason I chose Illinois was because I looked at players that had went through there, Cody Sedlock, Tyler J., etc. There was a mm-hmm. bunch of first-round talents that he developed throughout college. And I looked at myself and said, if I can go work with this guy for two, three years, I can become a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And so that's sort of how I went about my recruitment as a college player. Yeah, and, and obviously you talked about how your first year didn't work out that well. But, um, I mean, like yeah. you said, you get drafted, and you get drafted twice by the same team, which is pretty cool in, in and of itself. Yeah. Um, what was your maybe your favorite college memory or, like, maybe, like, your favorite game you pitched where maybe the fans were just a little yeah. extra chirpy and you're like, all right, I'm just going to shove? Absolutely. Um I think my I have two that are coming to mind. Uh, the first one would be I went seven innings against Nebraska, um, nice. and I won Big Ten Pitcher of the Week. And you find out you win Big Ten awards, I think, Monday or Tuesday. And I was throwing on Sunday, and I had uh, just got into the weight room. I was going to do my lift, my first lift of the week. And our sports media guy comes down to the weight room, and he told me he's – He's like, you won Big Ten player the, or Big Ten pitcher of the week, and I think everything just sort of hit me at once mm-hmm. um, because I never had really performed in college. 
Um, and I took a shot. I had several division two offers when I transferred in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to bet on myself and prove that I could perform at that level. And I think this was <clears throat> my third or fourth big 10 start, um, counting big 10 play. So obviously mm-hmm. it starts before that, but, um, I think that was the moment where I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really doing what I set out to do. Um, and there's been a lot of things in the way of that. Yeah. And I think that's why my, that's my favorite start. Now my favorite start of the year was probably Iowa because I just don't like Iowa. <laughs> was that you guys' biggest um, rivalry, a rivalry, Iowa? Not, not, I can't really say it was a rivalry because we got swept and we didn't have a good year, but never mind. Just I, the whole time the team, their dugout was in the game when I was pitching and I sort of was manipulating the game through emotions. And it was, it was just very, there's many moments where I couldn't believe that I was actually performing mm-hmm. at this time. Let's say I have first and second, no outs and the whole dugout's yelling at me on the other side. And then I get a punchy and a pop out and then another punchy. And then I yell and they're quiet. Like yeah. the emotion of the game. And then I sit back that night and I go, I can't believe that I just went through that experience. Like, I can't believe like I'm experiencing these emotions. Um, and I'm doing it on this big of a stage. So, um, yeah, I think I went six and a third against Iowa on Easter. Um, yeah, I think I had close to 10 punch outs. Very fun game. Yeah. Yeah. So Nebraska and Iowa. Um, yeah, it was a fun year. We didn't win a lot, but, um, I got pushed a lot by my coaches mm-hmm. and it, uh, it enabled me to be talking to you and talking yeah. about the Brewers. So, Oh, for sure. So you, you talked about like being, um, kind of the same attitude, kind of like the Joe Kelly route. Um, were you that way in college as well when you're pitching? Ooh, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, I would say I try to be, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when I was at Illinois, I just, didn't really have a lot of confidence in my ability hmm. for whatever reason. There really wasn't a reason for me not to have confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when you throw with that kind of an attitude and that kind of presence on the mound, you have to be a 100% committed to yourself mm-hmm. um, with confidence. And I'd say that's how I pitched last year. And that's how I'm pitching right now. Um, and for whatever reason, I lost that for a couple of years. Um, yeah. I just think transferring just sort of, something clicked inside of me and ever since then i've just sort of been running with it so yeah i talked to a guy who you talked about playing did you pitch against duke or no you you want to go to duke that's one of the schools you're looking at yeah okay yeah. I, was, I was talking to a guy in the rays organization he said that he got the the he got he got he was chirping so much that the duke head coach tried to like get him tossed out of the game or something crazy and he's just very i called him like the Draymond green of like college baseball because he was very just chirpy and stuff um, so I wasn't sure if that was kind of the, yeah. the way you were or how, how you, your whole oh, style was. Yeah, no, I'm not really the guy that's going to like chirp or do all that. But if it's a big moment and I mm-hmm. feel the moment, um, I just – I watch video myself pitch and I don't really realize I'm doing certain things. Um, so it's sort of like that. When I, when I step on the mound, it's mm-hmm. just sort of a different person. Yeah. And I like – yeah, if it, if there's a guy on second, two outs, and I get a big punchy, like I'm gonna probably do something dumb. Yeah. but it is what it is. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to uh, brainstorm a nice celebration for once you get to uh, 
high A and double A and, and moving on up every time you, you know, not maybe something like a Trevor Bauer sword, something, something that you can make it yours unique that Brewer fans right. can kind of get behind. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like that idea. Oh, for sure. For sure. So you talked about your second draft day was not as, um, uh, was different than your first day or maybe even similar to your first draft day. Cause you weren't expecting to get drafted again. Um, yeah. but like, was there any, like, in the back of your head, like, you know, this might happen? Or were you just not even watching it? Like, what was that whole experience again the second time? Yeah, it was it was crazy and very fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten done with Minnesota. I had a phenomenal year. And I, being a senior, you're old, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. people are more interested in the younger prospects, the juniors or the high schoolers. Um, and so there's just a bunch of question marks um, I didn't have a lot of people come watch me pitch during the year. I mean, you can watch online, mm-hmm. but you really don't know about that. And I think it was a month before the draft and I'm talking to my agent and we were just, he said, I, I don't know if this is like a true reality for you. You might mm. have to take $25,000 as a free agent. Like that might be a possibility for you. Um, and if that was going to happen, I was going to go back to Minnesota. Um, for your COVID year? I, yeah, I would have went back to my COVID year. I love my experience. Um, the coaching staff there's awesome. Shout out to John Anderson. But uh, <clears throat> basically, a week before the draft, I'm having another conference with my agent. And he said, all right, well, we're on 25 draft boards. And I was like, <laughs> okay, hold <laughs> up. Where where did we get lost in this yeah. situation? And he was just telling me, this is what happens. Like, it's just crazy. He's like, there's probably a good possibility you'll get drafted. We just have no clue where. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that there is a possibility that you're not going to get drafted. So I said, okay. I felt good about it going into it. I remember the, the morning, the morning of the draft, I had like probably – I went to go throw at starters, and I had probably had to leave three or four times to pick up phone calls and talk about numbers with mm-hmm, teams. Mm-hmm. Um and I think in that moment, I was like, okay, this is like, this is definitely going to happen. I had multiple teams tell me they're mm-hmm. comfortable with my number, blah, blah, blah. Um, it just depends where you fall on the board. And when the draft's happening, I knew it wasn't going to be a top five rounder or whatever, but it's sort of just who likes who after probably eight rounds, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Um, and so my agent calls me. And he's like, I got the Brewers on the line. Looks good. And that was in the 11th or 12th round. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything back from him. So it's the 12th round going through nothing. 13th round. And I hear nothing. So I don't think I'm getting drafted at all. Yeah. And the 14th round, I just see my name pop up on the TV. And that was it. That's awesome. And, and my my agent calls me. He goes, this is awesome. Like, this organization loves yeah. you. They love the way you pitch. They draft you out of high school. They think there's things they can work with, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that was it. I don't know. It was a pretty special moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of celebrating after that. Um, and then the Brewers called me, talked to me a little bit. But that was it. So Yeah. What a, what an emotional roller coaster you go from. You're not getting drafted to, hey, you might get drafted to the 12th round. Now it's the 14th round. Um, yeah. I would have just been going crazy. I mean, what were your parents yeah, like? Was, what was their emotions like? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I just, I sort of handle everything on my own. So okay. I, I mean, I communicate obviously like, Hey, this is, this is a for sure thing mm-hmm. or what's going on behind the scenes. But I was basically managing like 
talks with my agent teams I'm talking to. I just do that all on my own. Um, so for me, it was super stressful. I don't know if it was for my parents, um, because I'm not gonna go through everything I'm talking about. You know, I mean, there's a bunch of negatives like, Hey, you're old. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't, I didn't throw that hard back then, you know? So it was just like, who's going to like me the most, but it was awesome for them. I mean, with everything I've been through, especially like there was a moment I almost was done playing baseball after Illinois. Um, my parents were just very, 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 very happy. Um, and it was great to see them in that emotional state. Um, my parents crying, my girlfriend was there. Um, my family was crying and stuff, but yeah, no, it was a very surreal moment. Um, I'm not a big, did you get a videotaped? Yeah, I I have some video of it. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty even killed during the whole thing. I was getting calls and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely took a moment after that day to really think about what had just occurred. So that's cool. And you mentioned you almost like quit baseball. I didn't, you kind of didn't mention that, but like what, what was it? Was it just because of like the poor performance or you just lost the love for the game? Like what was, and what, what brought you back to, to baseball? Yeah, I think it was a accumulation of a mul- mm-hmm. multiple things. My junior year, I threw with tendonitis in my elbows so basically every oh. single time. I So there's it's a long story, yeah. but basically the pitching coach that came to Illinois was talking about how I need to shorten my arm action because I have a very long arm action that allows me to throw really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had not injuries, but I'd be banged up here or there. Like I'd pull my scap or – my form would be a little tight, so I wouldn't be able to pitch all the time. I mean, I believed what he was telling me. He's, he was telling me I need to shorten my arm action. I need to do this and that to do it. And in the end, it put me in really unhealthy positions in my delivery. And mm. so it ended up putting a lot of stress on my elbow. And I ended up getting tendonitis my junior year. So my first outing in front of all these scouts, I was 85, 87. Um, and it's so – it. I was just one of those players that it's like – if I can throw, I'm going to throw, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll throw through the pain and do all this. Like I'm not hurt. Um, so literally my first time in my junior, year, I was 85, 87. And basically I got shelved after that. They just decided not to throw me anymore. I mean, I had a couple bad outings. Um, and I think I ended up throwing 12 innings. Most of them were late in games when we we're up or down by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the season, they just, <clears throat> so whole another story. Yeah. But they decided to tell me that I should probably transfer, and I yeah. went into the transfer portal. And there's a lot of decisions, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the year, my last outing, I was ninety ninety two at Indiana, and I threw against three batters. What's up, guys? <laughs> um, but threw against three batters, and I was ninety ninety two. Um, so it's like, do I really want to go through all this transferring schools, committing myself to getting healthy, committing myself to fix my arm action, mm-hmm. committing myself to figuring out how to pitch again? Like there is all these question marks. And I mean, I I still sometimes like question what I'm doing, yeah. right? Like there's no security in this. Right. I Right now I don't have a college degree because I left Minnesota. Um, and it's just like, maybe sometimes we want to be normal people. You know, I want to be able to go out on the weekend, you know, hang out with my girlfriend, do all these kinds of things. So that was really a big reality for me because it's like, do I really want to go through all this? Mm-hmm. 
and like I can just finish my degree, I can get a normal job and do these things that I've wanted to do my whole life. Um, but for whatever reason, I made the decision to <clears throat> go visit schools. I made the decision to work my ass off after I transferred. Um, yeah, there was a lot that summer <clears throat> from a developmental standpoint. I think a month after I transferred, I posted a video of me throwing 95 and it just started to work out for me. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, like I said earlier, when I was asked to transfer, something just clicked in me and I don't know if it's my edge that I mm -hmm. throw with. I don't know if it's, I just feel driven inside and I've just been running with it. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. One of the biggest decisions so far in my career was I almost went to a D2 in Florida. Um, I, I was between a, uh, St. Leo. Okay. I was between St. Leo and another D2 in Texas, both absolute powerhouses. Yeah. And uh, I had the opportunity to go there. And I remember this is like the last day because schools put timelines on these things. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we have this big scholarship for you, but you only got a couple of days to decide. Yeah. Like, how is that fair to anyone? You yeah. know, like, um, mm -hmm. but I remember it like it's yesterday. I, I was like talking to my parents and I was telling them, hey, I think this Florida thing's a good opportunity. My dad was like, absolutely not. You're going to go prove to everyone that you yeah. can perform at the division level and, and that you can perform in a Power 5 conference. And I didn't say anything. I just looked at him and I thought about it. I was like, all right. So then I called Ty McDevitt up and I committed to Minnesota. Yeah. That's so cool. So, and, and you talk yeah. about being in the Big Ten. Like, or yeah. How was, uh, how was like college game days? Yeah. No, college is great. It's definitely a little bit more intense than professional baseball is. Um, yeah, right. Because you work out with them every single day. You go to classes with them. So you're tight with everyone. And uh, we didn't have a great season. But I just – I feel like everyone there just really welcomed me in. I feel like when you're transferring, especially as a senior, yeah, um, your limitations on friendships mm -hmm. and being introduced to the culture and all that kind of stuff is a little bit limited. But my experience in Minnesota was – one of the most enjoyable things I will cherish for the rest of my life. I, I don't know if there was anyone that treated me poorly once and uh, they promoted an environment that allowed me to thrive. And uh, yeah. How, how were the college tailgates for the like the football team and stuff? Did you, would the, or did the coach make you guys have like practices that evening or that morning <laughs> to like make sure you guys didn't go too crazy? Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of practices when there's things going on. Is that, that that's how it gets done? How, how but, convenient. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I went to a couple of football games, which were pretty fun. I mean, Minnesota promotes a really good environment, mm -hmm. and uh, at Illinois, we didn't have a great football team when I was there. So uh, going to Minnesota was a little bit crazier. But other than that, I mean, I dedicate a lot to baseball, so it wasn't like I was going out of the way to yeah. go tailgating on a Saturday morning. So yeah, no worries. No worries. So let's kind of talk about the minors for wrap it up with that. Um, you go, you get drafted. I'm pretty sure it's like within days you're sent to like Arizona uh, to go through the whole process of rookie ball. Um, how was your, ex nope. did you, did you pitch that on low A or were you strictly rookie ball? Yeah. So right when I got drafted, I actually got shut down because my workload was, <clears throat> five, six times higher than it was last year because I had thrown 12 innings up Illinois. That's true. And then for Minnesota, I threw 75. So there's a lot of data that they had throughout their system that <clears throat> projects if 
we keep having this guy throw, like it's probably not healthy. Yeah. And so I got shut down for about huh. a month and a half. Um, I mean, I played catch, I threw bullpens, yeah. I worked on pitches, all that kind of stuff, but not from game reps or whatever. And actually, and, and so what happens is you get drafted and you go to the complex and mm-hmm. then you get sent out to an affiliate team or you stay for instructional league. And so I stay for instructional league and they made me a closer. And so I threw nine innings out of the pen and they basically wanted me to figure out a routine that works for me going into next year. Mm-hmm. Um so I threw nine innings and went really well, um, but now they made me a starter. Oh, nice. So I mean, it's not it's not like lost or whatever, you know. But um, yeah, just threw a little bit for instructional league. That was about it. So that's so cool. Well, hopefully this season. I mean, like you, you're talking about being a senior signed agent, all that stuff. Hopefully this season we see you low A, high A, high A at least. That's like forty uh, high is about an hour and a half from where I live. Um, I already told yeah. Nate like if he's in high A or you're in high A, like I'm there, like. I'll, I'll be there watching right. <laughs> for sure. We'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a podcast in person. Yeah, that'd be so sick. And like, and I, I got media access to there, so like, they'll, they'll let me in there and like, give me a spot to record and stuff. So we definitely cool. have to get that all set up for sure. That'd be sick. Yeah, no, Appleton will definitely be a great experience. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's end on this. Um, what do you do when you're not pitching? You talk about being a psychotic or maniac on the mound, but when you're <laughs> when you're not pitching, like, what do you do for fun? You're no. a golfer because you're in Arizona. They're all golfing right now. I'm sure. Yep. On it, I like to keep it simple. I come back. I'm, I don't know. I consume a lot of media, whether that be I'm a big Twitter guy. I watch a lot of YouTube videos, but I just like to lay low usually when I'm done playing baseball. So I'll play a lot of, I, I'm a big gamer. Um, I, I mean, I love to golf and all that, but my daily routine, I always have to have a little Xbox time yeah. with the boys. So what do you play? Uh, it honestly ranges from, a big variety. It just depends on the week. Like sometimes I'm bored with Call of Duty. Sometimes I'm bored with Fortnite. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a revolving door, I guess. Yeah, I we want to squat us one time. I, I suck at at COD, but like I'm I'm not too bad at Fortnite. <laughs> no, Fortnite Fortnite's definitely the hot thing right now. I think COD is uh, diminishing a little bit. Yeah, but, I feel like Fortnite yeah. evolves so well. Like so much yeah. faster and like they're always up doing all these cool things i feel like cod it kind of stayed the same and then the new upgrade i didn't like it as much so i stopped playing um i don't know i've been grinding fortnite like crazy though i don't like <laughs> yeah no i i've exclusively been playing fortnite so far we do like uh <coughs> zone wars and mm-hmm. tilted it's like this third party game mode that you can play yeah. so we'll have like 10 people in there and it gets oh, pretty wow. hectic so That's it's sick. fun yeah 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 Hey, okay, I, I might have to try to jump in on one of those. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have to. I might have to get your gamer tag or something so we can. Man, okay. that, that'd be kind of sick. I, I I've never played the third person like uh, mode where you can kind of like, but those that that seems interesting. I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, there's like a library of games, mm-hmm. and if you just type in like tilted zone wars, it will come up. So dang, that's cool. Well, Hey, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate you talking. I can talk Absolutely. about baseball all the time. Um, how, wh- so let's talk about real quick. Parker had mentioned, he, he sent me an email said, Hey, uh, I saw your p- podcast with Nate. Like, you know, he, I work with brewer fanatics a little bit. He's like, I guess I got a guy. I want you to come on. So like, what was your reaction when he told you that? I don't know if you've done a lot of podcasts before, or if this is like your first one. Cause I Googled, I couldn't find any. Um, I think, I, yeah, I did like a gopher's pod. 
Um, but I'm really into this kind of environment. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I love talking about my experience yeah. and if it helps other people, I think it's great. So <clears throat> I definitely like doing this kind of thing. Cool. And, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too lazy to utilize it for myself. Maybe I got to start my own podcast. But Dude, that'd be sick. Knows. That'd be sick. They talk about like, I know the, the Cubs guys like three years or four years ago, they did like the compound a couple of Cub minor leaguers. Now they're all pro major leaguers, I think, but. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. You and uh, maybe a couple other guys do a start a podcast and stuff. Yeah, I got to start figuring out ways to market myself. So, dude, that's so maybe. huge. That is so huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, so many guys now, like, just talking about like building their own brand and stuff. And that's something that um, I feel like every athlete should be doing because once this game is over, you never know when it's going to end. You need to have something yeah. to like fall back on. Um, at least like a brand that you can be like, hey, this is this is me, even though I'm not an athlete kind of thing. You know. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good point. Yeah, <laughs> think oh. about it. Think yeah, about I gotta, it. <laughs> I gotta work on it. Game, game plan. Game it. plan. All right, well, hey, I'll let you yeah. go. You have a great rest of your. Uh, I guess night. It's only four o'clock there, but uh, great rest of your evening. Enjoy your your uh, spring training, and we'll keep in touch, man. We'll keep in touch. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time, Francisco. I appreciate it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.